welcome to the second episode of Fiona and Jack Radio. Uh, this episode is classic punk rock. I'm Fiona Murphy. I'm Jack Diaz Doherty. And yes, today we're going to be discussing a genre um, instead of our favorites, like episode one. So today is classic punk rock, which punk rock happens to be one of my favorite genres of all, but um, specifically classic, just because. I mean, of all just the legendary bands that came out of mm-hmm. the classic era. Um, we, we can just dive right into the history of... Yeah, you have more on that. Yeah, I have extensive notes on the history. Uh, so it's kind of deba- debatable when punk rock kind of started um, because it also started in England and in the U.S. and there was kind of debate on which mm-hmm. which continent really took over the most. But which um, was real punk. Which was real punk. Um, but punk rock was originally used uh, to describe garage uh, garage musicians, is how they called them in the mm-hmm. '60s, uh, the mid to late '60s. We saw the appearance of the Stooges, um, which is just an example of kind of the beginnings of what people called punk rock. Yep. Um, they were raw and crude, and a lot of them were even political. Um, their concerts especially started to get violent, and I think that that's a key aspect of the idea of punk rock is kind of this violence and hardcore. Um, the Velvet Underground, uh, which was managed by Andy Warhol, bordered on loud music, which really began to expand. And they're one of the more tame. I wouldn't even consider them punk, but definitely like the beginnings right. of it. Uh, yeah, and that's also a good distinction to make is that like a lot of these beginning bands aren't necessarily what, what we, would we call, think of. Right, yeah. what we would call punk, but mm-hmm. it's what started it all. So exactly. that was the primary influence, and I think we can call um, a lot of the bands that we're talking about was called glam rock, yeah. which are artists like David Bowie and the New York Dolls that were starting to dress outrageously and producing, quote, loud and trashy rock mm-hmm. and roll music. Um, and I've always thought about, like, this is weird, but, like, The Who, if you listen to their early, early mm-hmm. stuff before they got big from the, they are totally, like, you could totally hear influences, how they influenced punk. Absolutely. Which is just, like, yeah, I saw a video of them playing, I can't even remember where it was, but it was just total punk. But, um, absolutely. that's beyond the point. But No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, right, and yeah, again, you have to mm-hmm. keep in mind that it's just, it's a, there's a change in punk, it's not always yeah. how we thought it's been. But uh, for the U.S., uh, New York was the first kind of punk rock scene in the 70s with, with the Ramones, Wayne, Con- Wayne County, uh, John Thunders and the Heartbreakers, Blondie, the Talking Heads, um, a lot of them started up in New York in a place called the Bowie District, which was... Um, CBGB's, the, the best punk place of all time. No no longer yeah, no, a real... That, yeah, yeah, CBGB's. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone knows that. Bowie District. I, I said that. Did I say Bowery? It's yeah, Bowery. It doesn't even matter. Um, but in England, it was actually... England has a little bit more of an interesting punk rock origin story. Um, Malcolm McLaren, or McLaren, uh, who later became the manager of the Sex Pistols, uh, traveled to New York, and I think it was, he saw the New York Dolls performing, and he owned a clothing store back in London called Sex, and he saw the New York Dolls and saw their style and saw how that was kind of progressing in America and really wanted to bring that to London as, as a style for his store, so... He brought back the idea of punk and all this kind of stuff to England, and then he created kind of with the kids that hung out in his shop and, you know, bought his clothing line and all that kind of stuff, he created the Sex Pistols, which 
I think it's just one of it's just is the punk rock band. Yeah, yeah, no, of, they're in the big four. Definitely. Of, so yeah, yeah, that's um, who you're starting with, right? Yeah, so so we're just gonna dive into that. So I think. we're just gonna dive into that. The Sex Pistols. That's a good uh, starting off point. Um, the Sex Pistols began in London. They were the London punk punk rock scene. Uh, let me. They yeah, they formed in London in 1975. So again, the punk rock scene in England was a little bit delayed. Um, we have John Lloyd, Steve Jones, Paul Cook, uh, Glenn Mac- Matlock, which soon. Uh, was replaced by Sid Vicious in 1977. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Malcolm McLaurin was their manager. Um, and in actually 1978, Rotten left the Sex Pistols and announced that they would have a breakup. And then the next year, Sid Vicious died of the heroin overdose yep. in February. Um, but then, what, 20 years later, in 1996, they had a reunion. Um and ever since then, I think their last tour was I, their last like reunion was in two thousand six, mm-hmm. of all so all the original band members. Yeah, yeah. Um, but one of my like favorite facts about them is that they, the surviving members in Sid Vicious were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but they refused to attend the ceremony and publicly called the museum a quote piss stain. Yeah, <laughs> I mean if that's not just the absolute description of punk mm-hmm. rock music itself, I. Do not know what it is. Yeah. So do you want to listen to them? Yes. So uh, I chose Anarchy in the UK um, from their album Reminder of... (laughs) (laughs) Never Mind the Bollocks by the Sex Pistols. See, I'm 
Anarchy in the UK. Just yeah. a song to describe the genre. Yeah. So it's my turn. I'm <laughs> actually gonna I'm actually gonna speak now. Uh so Yeah, that was okay. I apologize. That was a <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. I had no, no clue about any of that. Um so I'm doing maybe the most obvious choice. I'm i I'm doing the clash just because I've loved them for so very long. Of course. Um quick history just to keep it short. Joe Strummer, lead vocals, rhythm guitar, the late Joe Strummer, should I add. Mick Jones, lead guitar and vocals. Paul Sim- Simonon. I'm so sorry about that, but that he played bass. And then um, Mickey Topper, uh, Heaton, on drums. So, yeah, they started in 1976. They're from London, England. They were around for ten, t- almost exactly ten years. Um, most people consider them... M- I, I mean, them... Sex, they're part of the big four, I'd say. Sex Pistols... Ramones, The Clash, and then the fourth one you can kind of switch in and out, but I definitely, definitely, those three are the big three. Um, so yeah, I've loved them for so long. And for people that don't know the big four, I'd say, the, um, like describes what are we talking about? The top four. Yeah, I'd say like the the punk ba- the the bands you think oh, of when you think punk. of of punk. I'd say in general, I'd okay, I'd yeah. say like for people who appreciate real like. Like, who know punk, and that's like, they enjoy it, not just, like, the average person. I definitely think these are the th- the big three or four, but, um... The grandfathers. Yeah, um... But, yeah, The Clash, they're the most different, I'd say, from all of them, because they, they incorporate so much. If you listen to the whole London Calling album, it's pretty much a ska album. <laughs> that's true. I mean, no, honestly, and I'm actually gonna play a song from that album, because I think, even though it's, they're less punky, it's still one of the best it is the best punk album of all time in my opinion because because just because i'm after you say it's i know though. but but it's just it's such an original type of music that like it was yeah. the first it's just you know well you'll hear it so i'm going to play um rudy can't fail by the clash off of that album which is just a classic so here's that Okay. 
So super different, but just so good. Very different. It, it, no, no, and I, I acknowledge that. And people might be like, that's not punk, but it's The Clash. Like, you can't say The Clash. Right. You can't call that not punk, even though it's not what Sex Pistols was. It's, it is right. its own form and, in my opinion, the best, but that doesn't matter about this. So, right. yeah. 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 Moving on. Moving now, the on. what I think is, like, the original punk band. Like, in, for, like for me, like... I can't, like, Sex Pistols Clash, obviously, but those are, like, Sex Pistols, I'd say, are more hardcore, like, more people spawn from that, mm -hmm. they are the more bad boys, Clash were just awesome English, you know. I think that the Sex Pistols were not, I think they're more recognizable or, or whatever, like, more labeled with punk is because also what they brought to the table with their clothing mm -hmm. and with their style in general. Yeah, but then the Ramones, which is your next yes. song. the Ramones. Mm, this is kind of the American Sex Pistols. I'd say, like, yeah, no, they're, they're, you know, it's, yeah. I have a huge poster in my room of the Ramones, <laughs> and the way that they dress yeah, is I know. their haircuts. They're, if anyone will search their haircuts, do kinda, it. They're because like, it's, it's, a, they're coconuts. <laughs> Most of them are coconuts, but. Anyways. Anyways, quick so, quick history the Ramones, 1974 uh, through 1996. They started in Queens, New York. And an interesting fact about them is that they actually changed all their surnames yep. to Ramon. Despite the fact that, um, of course, they're not related. We have Johnny Ramon, Dee Dee Ramon, Joey Ramon, Tommy Ramon. Um, with Johnny, guitarist, Joey, lead singer, Dee Dee, bassist, and Tommy, drummer. Um, yes, so they were on the VH1's 100 Greatest greatest Artists of Rock of All Time. They were on the 100 Greatest Artists of All Time of the Rolling Stones. They were inducted into the uh, Rock Hall of Fame in 2002, March 18th. It's my birthday. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, just iconic in those top four by far. Uh, definitely led the American punk scene 100%. Um, and yeah. I chose the song Give Me Gimme Gimme Shock Treatment off their album We're Out of Here by the Ramones.
that was just ah. Yeah, no, they're classic. pretty awesome. Um, so moving into our, or I guess my song, my final song. Final song. I'm picking these guys. I'd say these are contenders for that like fourth spot for the big four. Dead Kennedys, American hardcore punk band, San Francisco. <laughs> 1978 was when they started. The thing, the, the difference between them, they were like huge, like on the underground, because they came when pu- punk was becoming a real thing already. So they weren't the like original before the three. Right, that's but, why I didn't. But think of them. they were so big in the underground scene that they were like one of the first American bands to make it in the UK, like punk bands, that's like true. so. Jimi Hendrix. Hmm. Pulled a Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, right. Popular in the UK. Yeah, so which was, I mean, that's a big thing back then. When honestly, I think the UK dominated a lot of music in the seventies and eighties. But, um, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, no, exactly. And so the main members, um, East Bay Ray, Klaus Floride, D. H. Pellegro, and Ron Skip Greer. Um, Skip Greer. Yeah, and they're awesome. And the thing you know this about me, but. I'm a sucker for like surf rock, so they have a lot I'm of like no, eyes. but no, 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 no. They're not a surf rock band at all, but they have a lot of influences from like early Beach Boys and, and surf music. And also, they're music. West Coast. They're San no, absolutely, Francisco. you know, and um, they're definitely, I'd say, the most different of the three of the four. Yeah, but, um, when you mentioned Dead Kennedys, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, just maybe. they're a little different, but they're still definitely punk. Like they're iconic, mm-hmm. but I'm picking probably their most popular, but it doesn't matter because. This is a doesn't matter. Who cares? Good music. Um, this is holiday in Cambodia. Um, yeah. So here's that. Dead Kennedys.
and Cambodia. Great song. Great band. Great song. I... Yeah. They're so different. It's just, it's totally an acquired. Either you like them or you don't. No, it, I, I would say that I do. I've yeah. never heard that song in full before, and yeah. I'm glad I have. It's definitely a classic. But before we end the show, I think we just want to talk about, like, some of our other favorite stuff. And not just classic punk. I think we can kind of talk about some modern just, stuff, too. Yeah. I mean, I think that just the evolution of punk. Yeah, because be... we almost wanted to do this episode as, like, like, um, like the... the the aging process of punk, but we decided classic kind of deserved its own thing. And maybe one day we'll get to a modern punk show, but that probably won't be for a while. But we'll still talk about some of our favorite bands right. without showing the music. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to do a brief, it, it progressed into, like, the 80s with Black Flag. And mm-hmm. and then I, I really didn't know this, but when I, like... The Descendants. The Descendants. When I started looking up stuff, they changed the name of, like, punk to modern day stuff as like this idea of post-punk revival oh there's so many different things yeah right there's so many different branches of it at this point it's mm-hmm. like hardcore against me yeah is now like all these different genres yeah i don't know it, nothing can fit into one no, box and i mean we just want to kind of list off some of our favorite bands that we didn't showcase so yeah um i think one of my favorite facts about punk is that Billy Idol was fronted the band Generation X way back in the day. He's so weird. <laughs> He's so weird. Billy Idol is so He's such a freak. He's but such a funny I know. Uh but yeah, um Moving on. Generation X, uh the Slits, X-ray specs uh, again, just one of some And of the even OG. like modern stuff, like definitely against me, their early stuff I like a lot more. I'd say I I don't know. Against me, like I have like a love hate relationship with them because the albums up until one new wave came out is when I started to feel like they were fading because they they signed with a big label and that sounds so incredibly hipster of me, but it's true and a lot of their fans really were like angry that they left their small little label and were making a lot more mainstream type of music, and then when the whole thing with their lead singer coming out as transgender, right? Their last album was unbelievable. Lord Grace Jones, yes, it was an unbelievable album, and I was really glad that they, even though they they actually gained a lot more recognition because of that fact that, that a punk band's lead singer came out as transgender, and right. they stayed as a band. Like, that's really impressive. So the lyrics on that album were incredible, but definitely um, their oldest stuff, Reinventing Axl Rose, I definitely, that's one of my favorite albums in the genre of all time, for sure. But, really? That oh no, re- that album is incredible. I love that album. My, I would have to go for searching for a former. Clarity. And that's a great, that's a great album too. Just, I um, I was exposed to reinventing the axles really, really early, right. so I just kind of held on to that one for a long time. But I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, I mean, just I didn't know how much success they had. I mean, Against Me is a really huge They're band. huge in the genre. That's the thing. Like, you can't go up to a normal high school or, like, in our school that's and be like, do you know who Against Me is? Because they, they just won't know, usually, unless right, right, there's right, the rare. Right. And that's not to make anyone look bad, but it's definitely true, I think, for a lot of cases. So No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's the thing that you have to be into to know yeah. about. But they're huge. With it. It's like uh, Arcade Fire. In the indie rock world, they're the biggest band alive, but... Not in indie. They're not exactly. If you were to say Arcade Fire, I'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, eh, who's that? But that's you know, back to punk. Um, Yeah, back to punk. Those are just. I mean, 
the favorites. And I'm so yeah. glad that we got to do this as like the first legit episode. Um, just because punk is, as you know, my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I think next week we're going to be starting the decade stuff. So yeah. next week hearing from us, we're going to be thirties and forties. And I'm almost thinking maybe we'll just do thirties if we can find enough stuff that we really appreciate. Cause I mean, honestly, even though most people just kind of throw those together, they're definitely different uh, times. You know, really, di- they the the sound. If I can explain it correctly, they are really two different sounds. So I think definitely expect early early music next week. Maybe even twenties if we feel like it. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I think anything below forties. I know that you said we can't blend, but it would be cool. If no, we yeah, no, maybe we'll yeah, we'll pre-50s, for sure. Fifties, uh, just because mm-hmm. that's when stuff started taking off. Yeah. But yeah, um, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Fiona and Jack Radio. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>